That's right, you're getting an allowance. As in, I'm allowing you to keep 10% and I'm allowing you to keep drawing breath on this earth. Now you either get down or you lie down. What's it gonna be, sunshine? You are now going off with RC and Muse. Muse, how you doing? I'm sitting alone in my desolate room. No lights? No music? I killed everyone. How about you? Yeah, I was listening to this uh, new metal podcast, and they're talking about how and and let 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 me know how this how this uh, idea hits you. Nine eleven killed new metal. Oh, that is what I hear a lot of people say, hmm. and the biggest exemplar that they give is uh, System of a Down, whose very political and controversial album happened to come out on nine eleven, and it was like a thing where like their next albums like immediately didn't do as well, you know. A lot of their songs were apparently like censored like on the radio like right after that, right? Like oh that was, like, yeah, thing as yeah, well. a lot of yeah, that yeah. shit. A lot of Rage's stuff was censored too. They didn't get hardly any radio play there for a while. If mm. if anyone out there wants to look up a list of songs that were barred from radio play after 9-11. Any song with lyrics having to do with planes? Like, yeah. at all. It's It was really ridiculous. <laughs> like, that was the problem. Like, <laughs> like I, I've seen people point it out before that I don't think it gets talked about enough about how like, people nowadays talk about how censorship is running amok. You really, if you didn't live through like 911 mm. and notice how like any type of like like Dixie chick stuff like any criticism right. was was uh frowned upon especially with like I was talking about on the radio with songs like fucking le- leaving on a jet plane or like uh, <laughs> uh 747 coming out of the sky like any innocuous song if it has a lyric it has to do with fucking planes it wasn't getting radio play it was fucking it was really ridiculous walking on eggshells, and then you got the fucking Freedom Fries bit. But there's a right. whole lot of 2001, 2002 shenanigans that um, I'm sure mm-hmm. other shows have gone in great detail with. I'm sitting over here thinking about whether or not, if I remembered, um, new metal like, as a genre really surviving after that. I know Korn had a few yeah, like, more albums after that. Right? Like there was The style definitely, definitely changed, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I re- like okay, late '90s. Like new metal is like doesn't give a fuck and it's doing whatever it wants. Right. And then by the time you get to like I think about 2002, it's like POD type of you know <laughs> I feel so alive. You know, like you know, I, was, I was just sitting over here thinking like Corn went from Freak on a Leash and all that to like that word up cover and, <laughs> and then I'm sitting over here thinking about uh, Limp Biscuit and how Limp Biscuit went from fucking dead oh, right. the nookie to <laughs> you don't know what it's like <laughs> they fucking changed their shit up I never thought about that yeah like they calmed right the fuck down <laughs> everyone tried to adjust real quick and it's funny like um we went from <laughs> if you want to think about how it was right around 2001 or whatever, um, I, my mind went immediately to Weird Al's uh, angry white boy polka. That's <laughs> true, because that came out, like, at that time, right? Like, 2001. Yeah, and it had, like, P.O.D. in it. It had, uh, 
It had like I think like the like the vines and the hives oh, were dude, in I there. I can sing you that entire thing. Like, you know, it's, it's funny. Like I'm sitting over here, like yeah, I don't know. As soon as the music starts, though, I'd probably be able to do it too. <laughs> like yeah, I'm on the outside. I'm looking in. We are, we are, we are, we are. You the mission. Oh, what were you gonna say? I think that one for me. Although at this point, all of them might be that for me. Uh, would probably be the um, alternative polka from Bad Hair Day, the like '96 album. One? It starts with "Loser" and it's got, it's got like Foo Fighters and shit in that one. Oh, I can't remember how that one goes. <laughs> Angry White Boy Polka was like my one, and it, and it was probably just because like that was the one that I happened to grow up with, with the songs that were immediately around me that I could know. You know, that's why alternative folk is that for me. That fucking age gap. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, but the thing about it is, it's like, I didn't necessarily know all of those songs. I just knew them, like, by proxy. Like, oh, I know I've heard that hook. I know I've heard that mm. that hook. But then I, like, like began listening to it so much. So I was just like, well, now I've got to know what these songs are. And I remember, I, I think one of the earlier ones being like, oh, yeah, I've heard that System of a Down song a, a lot. I want to hear more of their stuff because isn't their stuff, like, kind of crazy and fun? And then be like, oh, my God, I love System of a Down. You reminded me, talking about Weird Al getting into stuff, I might have mentioned this before, but I can credit Weird Al with so much of my early music taste, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, on In 3D, the mm -hmm. first polka on there, uh, Polka's on 45, starts with Devo. And <laughs> I never listened to Devo before. Oh, wow. I was, I was curious what is like... Uh, they tell us that we lost our tails evolving up from little snails. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And it was like, mm -hmm. uh, we are Devo, D-E-V-O. And I was like, oh, okay, I could look that up. I know what that is. And I looked it mm -hmm. up and I was like, holy shit, this album's weird as hell. And then going on, listening to um, the song um, Dog Eat Dog off Polka Party. And I was like, this is a really weird aesthetic. What, like, what? why is he talking like this? Like, he's yeah. like a robot. And then I looked it up, I was like, Oh, it's supposed to sound like talking heads. What do they sound like? Oh, shit! They're amazing! <laughs> like, it's so much gateway right. shit! <laughs> I remember uh, it kind of warped my opinion of artists by by proxy of him, too. Like, I never really listened to Coolio, but I remember as a kid thinking, Oh, well, Coolio's a dick because he disappeared oh, sure. And Right, like, oh, same thing with Prince, where it was just like, What? You <laughs> okay! <let> do a <laughs> yeah, like, come did you on fucking now. See what I, did you see what I posted on Twitter? What? Wait, what? It's the video for... I think it's the video for Party Man? It's a music video... It's an official music video for a song that Prince did for the Batman Yeah, that's from, from the Batman soundtrack, yeah. And in all those music videos... It, God, it's so fucking dope. Prince is, like, half made up like the Joker. Oh, nice. And there's a part in that, mu in that music video where a guy has a cigar in his mouth... And he leans into frame, and he's got glasses, and he's got curly brown hair, and Prince holds up a, like like a lighter to the cigar, and the cigar explodes in the guy's face, and apparently that was supposed to be a guy 
dressing like being a stand-in representing Weird Al. Are you serious? Oh my god! <laughs> and someone was like, Prince, like, I love your music, but you are one of the pettiest motherfuckers in music. It. What I thought you were going to say was that, oh, and, you know, actually, uh, Weird Al was actually cool with uh, Prince. They were actually cool because he was in the video. You know, it was a fun little jokey thing. Yeah, but no. no, it was purely there to be like, huh, I'll show that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I was because that's what they did like in fucking videos back then, right? Whenever they wanted to be like, oh, this guy's a dick. Let me show them being a buffoon in this uh, four minute video where everything is kind of contrived in general. So why not have, throw a little diss in there? But that's so mad unnecessary. What the fuck did Weird Al do? <laughs> I love that quote. <laughs> so it's, it's, he's doing the press junkets for UHF. It's, it's kind of like Purple Rain. Um, except it's intentionally funny, and I think that's the, that's the main difference. We've got Scarface the Diary, requested by Michael Adamvich. And if there is an album that you would like to hear us talk about, head on over to our Kofi. That is ko-fi.com slash going off. That's G-O-I-N-O-F-F. We've seen the diary in the queue for a while now, and I never fucked with the Ghetto Boys, and I never fucked with Scarface. I gotta say, I was pleasantly surprised by Scarface. (laughs) Right? But I definitely think, especially for the time, 1994, this does feel ahead of its time. Right? Like, I, I I was listening to, like, some of the production on this just had, like, that sort of feel of, like, this doesn't sound like... It, it, like any other rapper uh, rapper from the South, from the 90s, is putting out an album. What's it going to sound like? Oh, if it's not Outkast, it either sounds just kind of like, you know, Tenny or whatever. You know, Three Six Mafia Masterpiece. I mean, it can still be good, right? Like, we listen to Mystical's album, you know, you can still ha- be a, like a good rapper. But there is that sort of level of like, well, because, you know, they're working with certain limitations. You know, stuff's just not going to sound the same level. They're still doing the thing with some of the... That is not the case with this album. Like, almost every track sounds like, what the fuck? Like, legit, every track on this album sounds like it did legit come out, like, five years later. Because the production just sounds so... Like, I kept having to look like, 1994? Like, because everything just sounded so goddamn good. And I was looking at stuff and, uh, like, notes and shit like that. And it would be like him saying, like, yeah, man, I don't like putting out a track. I take a really long time to put out shit. So, you know, I try to make sure it sounds good, man. So, like, yeah. And it's like, reading every, like, track felt like... He was, like, humble bragging where he's just like, oh, man. You know, I didn't, like, I was just kind of like, I know I take a really long time to do my shit, but, like, you know, I just want to make sure it sounded good. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, with every time I'm reading that, I'm going, like, I'm just hearing it trying to be like, yeah, no, that paid off. That paid off, too. <laughs> and, like, you know, as I'm hearing this fucking track, um, so just starting with the intro, okay? So, d- just to place you in, in where we're placed when we hear this album, it so sounds like a, a, a John Singleton serious black 90s movie where it's like, oh, there's, like, an orchestra in there, but there's still that, like, weird, cheap-sounding synth, you know? <laughs> but, like, it's there to, like, you know, like, this this is the, the, the sound of, like, the 90s, right? Like, in, in black filmmaking. But, like, it still kind of has this, like, but we are kind of on a budget, but, you know, we're still trying to give you that emotional feeling, you know what I mean? So it was, like, already, so I'm like, okay, you, you got a bit of aspiration with what you're doing on this album, okay. And you kept, you keep expecting, at least for me, I kept expecting there to be, like, a joke of, like, like, the record scratch, like, no, fuck that, but it's like, no, they just kind of let it play out. <laughs> like, it's, like, a serious moment. I'm like, oh, so you're, like, you're, like, setting, setting the stage right now, you know what I'm saying? His 
personality just hits you in a way that, like, again, as I listen to other, like, even other rappers that would have been respected at the time, like UGK, like, I still get that feeling like, yo, but this still feels like it's on, like, another level with how he's, like, this feels like a fully presented project. Like, it's not just like, oh, yeah, I made this, like, fucking gangster rap song, but, like, it, yeah, this is a gangster rap song, but I'm telling you a story about how, I'm, like, how I'm killing this motherfucker and coming to his funeral just to make sure the goddamn dude said, oh, my God, that fucking part. So, <laughs> he starts off with the lyrics where <clears throat> he has the uh, part where he says, uh, he says, uh, apparently you haven't heard of me. It's gonna take more motherfuckers than in the compound to murder me. I fucks up vision like a sand shower. You're going up against a stack deck, nigga. Now where your manpower? You know, just the way he just presents it. And then, like, after the hook, where you just hear, like, it sounds like a little skit where someone's like, you know, what's up, boy? Oh, uh, what's up, face? Oh, what's going on? Yeah, where that nigga at? It's like, oh, uh, he back there in the emergency room. Uh, oh, is he dead? Oh, I don't know, man. Well, I'm finna bust this bitch again. <laughs> and then the singer starts to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and as it starts to eat like you actually hear him saying I see your mama in the waiting room steady crying so it's like oh god <laughs> like it continues <laughs> you know <laughs> I really do love the personality on the album I think some strongs have it stronger than others and those are the ones I ended up um, enjoying more later in the album on songs like going down and uh, <laughs> Hand of the Dead Body, uh. and Mind Playing Tricks. Those three back-to-back, two-back, I think are the are some of the strongest on the record for Hell me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I thought it was a little slow to get started with White Sheet. Like, I didn't mm. dislike any song on here. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. There's nothing below a three. We didn't really talk about it, but if you're on Genius... And you look up the intro track. Someone <laughs> took time to right. put brackets, piano intro, gunshots. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I really like the songs, and I'm surprised there's more than one on here because it's kind of treated as a gimmick sometimes, where there's just really long verses and no choruses. That's what we get on No Tears, just a solid, single long verse <laughs> and it comes up again later at least a few times where like on um see a man die specifically where there's no chorus just three long verses and it's just like he knew what his strengths were you know <laughs> like i wish they would have done that more in the dmx cut where it's like you don't need the catchy choruses these aren't getting radio play anyway just fucking <laughs> just keep hitting me with verses right right um let me see going into it uh Jesse James, I really draw. Now, now I can see the uh, what I pull my forty five and fuck, 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 fuck. And right before he die, I fuck, 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 fuck. I could give a motherfucker about the sentence. I snatch your ass off the hinges because I'm screaming for vengeance. <laughs> screaming for vengeance. It's like what's happening? He is fucking going for it. I love that shit. Give me more of that, please. And then right after that, like. Like, so that's a bit of a, like, more heightened life. But after that, he says, like, because life has no meaning. No meaning. We were all born to die, so no screaming. Like, it's just that sort of, like, no, you're you're going to take this like a man. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, I my God. I love how the switch up of the energy and the delivery is so effortless like, on no some of these tracks. no one sounds like this, <laughs> you know? It's, it's like prog rock mm. rapping, if what? that makes sense. Because, <laughs> yeah, there's so much, like... 
Oh my, you're so right. There's so much like switch up and taking you different places with just how his voice is like laying out on the track as, as the track goes. Um, G's was uh, one of the filler tracks, I thought, but it was like one of those things where like, yeah. but this still sounds good. <laughs> like, you know, it was like, as I was listening to it, it was like, yeah, there's nothing really important about this track, but just the fact that it still like got, has me bopping with the beat, with the fucking like West Coast synthy horror of it, you know what I mean? Killing don't make us different and dying don't make it no different because i done been to mo wakes in the past year than the motherfucking bangles lost last year <laughs> i was like hey man you had to come for them like that. that's the fucking cheap heat the fucking boo <laughs> the bangles fans coming for your ass I, I just wasn't a big fan of the um just motherfucking g yeah it is like that's what it was it was just like what what is the song supposed to be saying? Like, <laughs> what do you see on your block? Oh, some motherfucking jeans. Well, oh, cool. what a coincidence! I see those on my block too. <laughs> like, I do hate to say it, especially because it comes up later. Um, but there are some tracks on here, kind of like White Sheet, definitely on G's, where it feels like this is something that like Ice Cube did better. You know what I'm saying? I, I get so, what you're saying, especially concerning, like, oh, especially Ice Cube at that time, yeah. And, before, and, just, yeah. and to fucking see him show up later. Right? That was such a, oh, man. And, and you love that in early in early hip-hop where they wouldn't say what the features were, because I didn't see any, like, feature thing on there. That's what they do in, in, in the 90s hip-hop shit. They won't say who the feature is, and you'll just be, be like, wait. His voice sounds kind of different, but is that still him? And then all of a sudden they'll bring up the name and be like, oh, that was the... <laughs> that fucking God. I love that. That track, which, man, Ice Cube was on Burn Hollywood Burn, wasn't he? Yes. The Public Enemy yes, song? Yes. That's the fucking song this reminded me of. Because it's it's literally, in, in Burn Hollywood Burn, it's just like tearing down the entertainment industry. Yeah. And in this track... They're basically doing the same thing. You're so but right. Yes, I it's didn't from a different. It. It's from a different angle of saying like y'all are acting like rap music is so violent and all this and that. You're saying all this, but you'll watch a movie where Clint Eastwood blows motherfuckers away and like, right. all the shit on TV is just as violent and y'all and y'all eat that shit up. So he's like, this is mainstream entertainment that white people eat the fuck up on a nightly basis right you'll have the nerve to turn around and fucking <laughs> right. call our shit like lowbrow and violent oh, it's like look, uh, yes. look in the fucking mirror yes. fucking the line david duke's got a shotgun so why you get upset because i got one right come on <laughs> and then uh and then with that one lyric where he says uh he says, uh, uh, they claim we a threat to society, and now they call on the government to try and make somebody quiet me for the bullshit they did to me. Gangsta Nip Spice 1 and Tupac ain't never gave a gun to me. <laughs> and it's like, uh, so gangsta rap ain't, sh- ain't done shit for that. I didn't even see white folks from River Oaks go and get the gas. So why are you trying to get some dust up? America's been known for blaming us, uh, niggas for when they fuck up. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> Hand of the Dead Body, uh, got the highest rating for me. <laughs> that is the strongest cut on the record for me. Jesus Christ. And just the way it's introed by like yeah, I was like, just gonna say that. 
the, like before even the songs like this is before where it's like you're hearing like actual like news like oh man like these dead bodies all these sort of things are found like horrible things going on in real life and then it switches over and you hear this woman is like in world news today officials agree that <laughs> officials agree that rapper Brad Brad jo- Brad Jordan alias Scarface must be stopped after being monitored by secret service agents for two years evidence leads tobacco and firearms official to believe that his literally dope lyrics <laughs> promote drug it. usage and distribution degrade women influence gambling promote and teach <laughs> violence and more importantly it's influencing our minors and destroying our young community he must be Stop the literally dope lyrics. <laughs> you you know what I love? Also? This is like the actual cool music video that you'd see of like you know it's, they get some like big name actor uh, uh, who like Dennis Hopper or something like that to be you know the big name boss. And like <laughs> we have to stop that so and so rapper from getting her album out. But like <laughs> it would actually be a funny cheeky thing. Like because yeah. like oh yeah, Scarface is like you know doing hardcore raps and people think he's a big deal. Like. It, it would work for like a Scarface, but like the person who'd actually get the budget for that would be like a fucking P Diddy. And you're like, oh, we have to stop the No Way Out album. Forget it. Oh no, the kids can't hear P Diddy's rhymes about fucking flossing his bins. <laughs> they might <laughs> right, get in there yeah. and they can get one too. Maybe a danger to you. You know what I mean? Like no one's fucking afraid of P Diddy. Like. <laughs> but people were afraid of Scarface. Scarface is a fucking legitimate threat here because of this fucking. Tra- yeah, yeah, man. Oh, God. You love it, though. Uh, I liked the one-two punch of, well, actually, nope, I skipped CM&I. Fuck, can't, can't oh, do that. Man. Can't skip that what one. What a fucking track. I Ooh. think that was one of the ones where he had said, uh, he's like, yeah, like, I like smoked some weed and like made that track, and I thought it sounded awesome. And then I like didn't listen to it, and it came back to it a couple of weeks later, and I was like, okay, it still sounds as cool as when I smoked weed, so... <laughs> oh, good, it's still <laughs> awesome. What a relief. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, fuck me. Oh, my lord. Like That's this- solid. This is what I'm fucking talking about when I say, like, you know, we have gangster rap, and it's like, fine, yeah, you can do the rah-rah shit, and that's that's fine, it's cool, and it has its place, but it's like, when you make it, like, matter, when you make a gangster rap sound that sounds like, and this is what this is really like, this is showing you the weight of death and the weight of all the shit, like, that's the gangster rap shit that I love, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're like, it's not just, oh, it's funny, oh, hey, you know, uh, suburban white boy isn't uh, watching Black Death real fun and cute, uh, you know, far away from, you know what I mean? Like, that's what yeah. the feel gets with a lot of, like, people who are like, oh, well, because I'm black, I gotta be hard, they gotta do the hardcore shit, but it's just like, okay, but who is this really for, though? You know what I mean? But when you make it real, and you make it like, no, we can talk about this shit, but don't escape the reality of what this feels like for people. That's what I see in a man dies. It's the quintessential, like, fucking holy goddamn shit. (laughs) This is what it's like to see someone die and have to live with it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my lord, the fucking lyrics on this goddamn song. Oh man, I don't even know if I can quote. It's just you. You just gotta listen to this one. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do it's that too one much. justice. <laughs> the verses are way too long. You'd be quoting the whole thing. Yeah. Oh my lord. Um, uh, and which then- is funny that right after Sea Man die, <laughs> we get three tracks back to back to back that are all just like fucking around fun tracks. You know. You know what? Uh, Scarface. He saw himself going to a bit of a dark place, and he was like. You know what? Let me chill for a second. 
<laughs> one, the next track, he, he, I, when I heard this track, I was like, j first of all, just the fucking production of this goddamn track. I was like, yes. yo, this should have been like the Southern gin and juice type of shit. Like <laughs> this sounds like, so like, I feel like I'm in the goddamn janky ass house party, the fucking block party where everyone's like drinking, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, shit is hazy as shit. Fucking, you know, talking motherfuckers are freestyling outside, you know, to the beat that they hear. Like, it sounds like some fucking like cool ass, like the black community's hanging out and shit. Like, you know, on a Saturday, like that's what this fucking track sounds like just in the fucking hook and shit. And just like the hook, it just sounds so cool. It's like, Hey, what? Grab me some more of them drinks too. Get some of them chicks to go over here. You know what I mean? And the way every verse ends, which is like, oh yeah, before we start to fucking, uh, I had, I gotta ask you this. One, go grab me that thing. Like, the way they bring it back to the hook is so cool. I love that sort of shit. You know what I mean? One was like a, ooh, okay, what we got going on here? Trying to fuck track. But for me, the problem I had was it had my interest Every verse of like, well, I gotta, I gotta know what happens next. I gotta yeah, know what the happens story next. goes. Yeah, and then it doesn't really go. Yeah, you're anywhere. right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But then the fact that they've got going down, which is essentially <laughs> the same song, <laughs> right? Again, the fact that they have them back to back is weird. I love this track. <laughs> it's just such a fun and funky as hell intro, right? <laughs> and the. F like the fact that the hook is sampling like the verse part of 99 love balloons is yeah. so cool <laughs> who the fuck would think would to do that as i was listening to the song and hearing it happening i was just like what <laughs> wait a second please excuse my attitude sorry if i'm being rude but i've got something to say to you Hoping you won't lose your cool. Like, come on! That's so dope! That's so fucking dope! It's so the perfect, playful, like, because, again, yeah. like, you know, he's a hardcore, like, MC dude, but, like, you know, there's still different facets of you, right? But, and I felt like he does it here believably, too, right? Because, you know, you hear those fucking, you know, rappers of the time, like, an insane clown posse track or something like that, where they're like, oh, I gotta do the softer sounding song, but, like, you can tell the really heart's not in it, and at the same time, like, they're not, it's not that they're not, like, taking it seriously, because he's having fun here, too, but, like, it's so much more just, like, not still, like, in the same way that on these other tracks, you know, there is a theme, but he still ha brings, like, a level of lyricism to it and, and a level of bringing you an actual story to it, and he still does that here, despite it still being, like, a fun track, right? Because, like, there's lyrics on here, because, again... You know how I feel about it in general? It's just like, you can be the rap douchebag, just be funny about it. You know, like, if I have to hear a million songs about Drake, like, picking up my girl or whatever the fuck, because, you know, that, that that's what it was in the 2010s for, like, five straight solid years. It was some verse about Drake's hair. Like, at least be, like, the funny douchebag, right? So, yeah, there's one lyric on here where he says, uh, she used to go to Thomas. I slow my roll because she just might be one of my homies' baby mamas. Now, where your man's at? She said, gone at work. Gave me the look. I cracked a smile and thinking, gone and flirt. My homies women ain't no thing to me because if they caught one of my hoes, they do the same to me. Like, <laughs> just the, <laughs> it's like, look, fuck it. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn, then. You know? <laughs> like, when someone so doesn't give a fuck, you just kind of have to respect it. <laughs> and then, I gotta say, mind playing tricks on me, 94? 
better than the original. I gotta fucking say. Yeah. <laughs> fucking turned it on its ear and made oh, it a whole new God. thing. Yeah. The fucking like, beat was awesome, too. Right? Like, it was updated. <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan also did this, right? You had the Can It Be So Simple on the first album. And then, you know, when they do the solo album, oh, here's the remix of Can It Be, you know? Like, but it's always like, ah, but it never sounds like, it never captures that same energy as the original. Like, you know why they're doing it, because, hey, you know, we got it, we got to bring it back on them, you know? But it's like, it's never like the, oh, but I wouldn't rather listen to this remix than the original. But, yo, straight up, I, like, I mean, there, of course, there's the, like, specific novelty factor of just the way the original song sounds that you want to listen to, but, yo... I could see being like, nah, but instead of listening to that one, listen to this one. Like, it takes away the horrorcore element of it and makes it a lot more slick and funny with what he's saying. And it's just so much, like, oh my god, it is so dope. It is so unexpectedly dope. Like, definitely listen to the fucking Minds Playing Tricks remix. Oh my god. Because it's just the way it turns the fucking, like, the first verse instead yes. is just like... Hey, I thought this girl was into me, but mm, I was playing. Tri oh, come on! <laughs> yes, and it like takes a different direction. Every right, so yeah. fucking good. That's what he yeah. does. Like the first two lyrics will be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that lyric from the original," and then he spins oh. it into a new context. It's like that yeah. is so cool. Like that's what you want, you know? I think the reason I never listened to this album. Because it was because I don't think I ever really heard anyone talking about it. Yeah, like and Scar the fact that I don't hear anyone talking about it now yeah. that I've heard it is baffling. Yeah, like Scarface is one of those guys that like it, it was always in my head that he's one of the most respected rappers. Mm. But like it, it's one of those like yeah, it's like if you know the rap the people talking about you know, the your favorite rapper's favorite rappers talking about. It. It's like it was never like a prominent like Oh yeah, you hear Jay Z, and then you hear Nas, and then you hear Scarface. Like I never mm. hear Scarface, like unless you're like either in in the shit or you know you're part of the South and you got that pride thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, hey man, like respect your you know. The last actual track, Diary. Um, it's a bit short. Yeah, and I don't know how we feel about it as an outro, especially as a title track. It was like this one's supposed to be like the, his Nas halftime. Like, oh, I was doing all that, like you know, uh, uh, rapping about the reality of gangster shit. But here's me getting lyrical, and it's like he's lyrical in the sense that he's using multis, but there's no like punchlines or like you know ghoulish overkill lyrically. You know what I'm saying? Like the sort of like like the shit that he was doing early on. Like this sounds like the the like blank template for what he does you know and it was just like so, like so the yeah so like it's not like there was any lines that were just like oh my god that was so hilarious or oh my god that was so macabre what he said it was just like it was an okay verse but like not something that someone would go like oh man you got it man i can't fuck with you it would be like oh and what's the comeback you know what i'm saying like to this extent that the rest of the album sounds good it's like he kind of earned it so it's just like all right all right you yeah. deserve to brag and say yeah who's fucking with this you know but yeah like it, it, it wouldn't be how i would have ended the album i would have ended on the fucking minds playing trick that's goddamn stellar. Oh. this whole time i was floating between uh three and a half and four i'm leaning over to the four gotta give it the four i gotta give it the five like like i said yeah i know that there's the the, the moments where where it's not exactly perfect but y you know how i am i'm like hey if the good outweighs the bad then i can give it the you know what i mean uh so and that's how i felt about it where it was just like like it, it's the other thing where it's just like i think it was someone else we listened to recently it might have been the j cole album where it's just like it's not that i dislike any of these songs actively it's just that 
there's not enough happening in them where it's like worth being in listening to this song versus that song. And like, and with this album, like the op, that opposite feel where it's just like all these songs are so good that I want to listen to them regardless. And there might be stuff that's not as good, but it is such a solid listen that it's just like, but I can't even really like act like that's that big of an issue. Like that's how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm like, yo, I got, I got to give this one the, 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 the glittering five. <laughs> I've never really listened to DMX extensively. Um, mm. So this is obviously a bad entry. Yeah, uh, right? Like <laughs> He is not on it much. Um, and, oh my God, that's first of all. and But then second of all, just like, right, this is not someone like lyrically in his prime in the same way that like, oh no. my God. Yeah, if only you could hear the energy that he's bringing on, you know, uh, it's dark and hell is hot. You know what I'm saying? Right, like the exactly. The first two albums. So like, his, yeah, his this, fucking classics. Yeah, 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 exactly. And now I, I haven't exactly been someone who like, you know, was a deep fan and listened to everything. But like, I was one of those, you know, like, I mean, this was the time when I, I didn't have the income to buy albums. So, right, <laughs> you know, the extent of which I'm absorbing music is the music videos and shit. And you know, I was always watching like someone like, oh yeah, DMX videos come on, Redman's videos come on, Method Man. You know what I'm saying? Those type of guys. So yeah, DMX is one of those guys, and I always remember like his songs were always like hot, like. You you know, it, it was like, and it was like that level of, you know, uh, yeah, he's like street dude, but he actually is like really lyrical, but he's not putting like really big words together, but it's still like a, a certain creativity to it that's like, yeah, he's a dangerous motherfucker, but like, he's not rapping the way just anyone else is rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember early on a lot of people saying that like, oh yeah, he's kind of like basically going to be the successor to Tupac. That's probably just mainly because a passionate guy rapping with a bald head. But, you know, (laughs) but like there really was that sense of like, no, but he is like that lyricist and and like really rapping on that level in a way that you like fucking feel what he's saying. Um, and of course, there's the aesthetic of the the dogs barking and shit, which was you know oh, yeah. very prominent in his music. But yeah, like f- so for me, it was like the big hit singles. It w- it was those things where it was like, oh yeah, of course, DMX has the big hit single. Bring it, we ride here. We not going anywhere. Or uh, or uh, they don't know. <laughs> He's just like that one. <laughs> I just remember being 11 in New Jersey and fucking party up being the oh, biggest fucking and just like whoa <laughs> like, it's like seriously being like taking fucking notice of this guy's energy because i had not really heard a delivery and an attitude in rap music quite like his at that point in my like, life so commanding <laughs> had to take notice absolutely which yeah. is unfortunate because i think i have the least to say about him on this album just by yeah. nature of him not being on it all that much and what i think he does deliver on here is okay you know but well it was released so soon after his death it did yeah. feel like a well this had to have been like a project people put together like legit right uh, apparently there were only two completely finished songs uh skyscrapers huh. with bono is and that so uh, Letter to My Son. Those oh, were the yeah. only two songs that were completed wow. um, leading up to the album and uh, before he unfortunately passed away. Yeah. So my issue on this album, on the tracks that I do have issues with, they're not with him. It's usually with the features because there are so many of them. I really do hate to say this and this is probably gonna this is probably gonna piss some people off, but 
allow me to explain myself as we go through here, this might be the worst tribute album, if you want to call it that, since Michael. I was ju- I was just biding my time to get to that point. I'm just saying, like, yeah, <laughs> it, de- so- it definitely it definitely doesn't doesn't feel as nefarious as right. Michael. Right. It doesn't feel like people trying to just cash grab off a name. And if you want to call this a tribute, on the tracks that I think are the weakest, at the very least. I still feel like it's people who are friends and people who were close to DMX. And it feels like they were having a good time. Yeah. And I think it's important, and I mention that whenever we, we when we do reviews, that, like, that that comes across. It's like, if y'all are just fucking around, that's cool. Like, if it sounds like it's something you were just putting together and you thought was dope, that's cool, and I could recognize that, but if it doesn't translate yeah. to the listener as a fucking third party, right. eh, maybe it shouldn't be here. That's exactly what I'm saying, because, like, yeah, I still got that feel of, like, certain songs immediately give that feel of, like, this is a beat that they made to sound like that previous song that everyone knows from him. And it, you know what I'm saying? Like, instead of like, here is an album from D, this might be his like 444 and he just didn't get to release it before he died. No, like, it so feels like Biggie Smalls Born Again album where it's like, okay, we're going to take the one verse he recorded there and add three other people that, you know, he tangentially knew. And it comes across like just the first track. Uh, Sheik Lausch, you know, Jadakiss, you know, like guys that he's known for collaborating with. So there is supposed to be that feel of like, hey, you know, don't you see? Like we're, we're bringing it, we're bringing the crew back together for, for one last round. But it's just so doesn't like feel like that. Like again, like you're saying, if it's supposed to be like this tribute album, but it feels off the bat like, Hey, but uh, listen to our projects because we're going to be rapping a little bit. You know, like it immediately has that feel because it doesn't feel like there's that like reference there. Like his verse is last as if it is like just a normal song where it's like, oh, yeah. And the best for last, you know, instead of like, hey, hey, here's a tribute album. Boom. Here's DMX first. You hear his voice. And then here are the fellas that he came up with. You know what I'm saying? Like it just felt backwards the way they did that. And then also just in general, like the verses just weren't that great starting off. Like I think the best verse Styles P, I think, had the best. Yeah, I would agree. Fucking DMX on the tail end, kind of anticlimactic with all that lead up with three fucking people before him. It's too much of a build up for that. Yeah, that that's what makes it especially like if this was like oh a DMX verse we hadn't heard before we were just fucking going off. Like I would get it, and you know, and then it would just feel like a track, like like a fucking uh, um you know crew track. But yeah, it especially feels like oh, and here is a verse that they had. I gotta point out the ending of Sheik Louch's verse. Because it felt a little shoehorned. Silverback N-word, can't wait for me to fall. Same time, the bitches can't wait for me to call. These hating motherfuckers, I'd be trying to avoid. Let's do it for Brianna. Let's do this shit for Floyd. What was that? There's been a couple albums we've reviewed lately where at the very end of verses, they'll throw the names in there with absolutely zero context and doesn't have to do with anything else being talked about at that moment. Like, like this whole verse was about killing motherfuckers, die, 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 kill, kill, kill. You ain't got a call. Uh, I ain't get a call from you when my mom was in the morgues uh, uh, or when a nigga. 
You know, so how, how the fuck is you my dog? That's right, I'm gonna fuck you up. No talk, the 38 revolver, just because all that shit. Oh, but we're doing this for Brianna and, and the police. Get out of here! What are you talking about? I also wasn't a big fan of the, that's my dog. That's my, that's my, like. Just, oh my that god. That intro was so weak. This is an opening track. Holy shit. What a misstep. The the beat sounded like, kind of like janky, like it wasn't fully, like yeah. so, either something was off the beat or they just hadn't like gotten the beat like fully like in the pocket of how the rest of the track sounded. Because something, yeah, felt a little like janky and too loose about it. And I was thinking about it was this way, I mean, and I think just in general these hooks are kind of like lackluster, but yeah. um, I was mixing it up with the Dogs Out song, because that oh, one for fuck's sake. was just like, who let the dogs out? And I'm like, are you oh, serious? We'll, we'll fucking get to Dogs Out. <laughs> That's the worst song on the album is Dogs Out. We'll get to that, because we got to do Bad Salts first. We have to go through another dog shit guest verse before oh. we get... To Lil Wayne's. Oh, wait. Look, can I just read from the book of Jay-Z here for a second? Okay, okay. Because, holy shit. Verse 2, chapter 8. Who it is the living, Coca-Cola's the sponsor. I run up with ya boo, uh, Hove is a monster. Yeah, huh, they like me like that. Every girl I see wanna wifey, uh, wanna be wifey like that. I'm the king of Zumunda, uh, king of the summer. Come be my Kardashian, queen of the come up. To be loved, Shakespearean, <laughs> experience to be us. Jumping off boats, hopping off another cliff. Every six months, I think I need another bucket list. Oh. This, this is, okay, I'm sorry, I was, I was gonna stop. <laughs> Because I felt like, I was about to say, you get the idea, but no, I'm sorry. Because oh, he continues, uh, yeah, I think I might need a harem. Mm. I'm way too much. Y'all should share them. Mm. Oof. I'm so feeling like a baron. All I need is a castle. Be my Halle Berry. All you need is a cat suit. All I, all I need is heaven. I don't want the hassle. God bless the child that can hold his own. Achoo. Achoo. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. Jay-Z. You quoted the whole verse. You had to, had to hit him with it. <laughs> First of all, the achoo is so, such a disrespect. It, but it, it, it literally was something that I wanted to be like, wait, is there a reference I'm getting? Because it can't be that simple. It can't just be God bless. That can't just be the joke. Nope, that's it. <laughs> Jay-Z. It has to be like a Robin Hood Men in Tights joke, right? Like... <laughs> Jay-Z is married to right. one of the most widely agreed upon beautiful, sexy women in, like, celebrity status, right? Like, everyone loves Beyonce, the, the fucking meme. Beyonce is everyone's type. That's the meme. Right. Meanwhile, be my Kardashian, what? be my Halle Berry. What the fuck are you doing, Jay? <laughs> I always wonder about this. I mean, like, just rappers in general, but guys with, like, especially, like, prominent wives as well. Because, you yeah, know, they rap verses where it's like, oh, baby, I'm going to fuck you this way. It's like, do you have to have, like, a briefing with your wife? Be like, hey, look, this is just entertainment, you know? <laughs> I I have to do this for my job. You know, I have to brag about how I can fuck hotter bitches. It's part of the job description, okay? Like, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's not like we don't know who you're married to. You're not yeah, married to right. a nobody. You're married to someone 
I was about to say arguably, no, you universally agreed upon, more famous and popular than you, even. <laughs> you can't pull this shit, I'm sorry! Yeah, and just like, just, uh, just the specific wording that you, come be my Kardashian. Ugh. <laughs> you gotta know that <laughs> your friend Kanye married one, and oh, oh! Getting divorced from one. <laughs> like, you know? I didn't even think about that! Oh no! <laughs> Such an odd thing to bring up. And then second, on top of that, like in relation to people saying like, oh yeah, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Kanye uh, is married to this person and Beyonce is married. Like it was always kind of agreed upon that like Beyonce is the hotter of the two wives here. Like clearly, you know, Beyonce is the one who's got stuff going on in her life and Kardashian's the who had money already. You know what I'm saying? Like, even just, like, from a, from a, like, you know, respect to the person that you're fucking with, Flex, it's like, Beyonce is a fucking come-up. She earned her fucking place yeah. in the music world. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's someone that you, you prize that they fuck with you. You know, so to be like, oh, I, I could, you could be my Kardashian. What do you thought? That's a step down, you know? I think Nas has, well, I mean... After Jay Z, the better verse for it's sure. Go yeah, the bar is set <laughs> very low after Jay's, but um, and look, I had dude, to quote the guy would still be fly if he worked at Popeyes. <laughs> yeah, I still be fly if I worked at Popeyes. That's a whole lot of spinach, whole game full of gimmicks. Made a fool out yourself <laughs> for a post on academics. All right, I even bring his name up. <laughs> yeah, right, you don't have to. But that, that definitely is throwing shade, right? Like, yeah, no, I got that has you. to be. But just so, the fact that, like, when you look it. at the response, when you look at the response, like, uh, DJ Agnew is like, oh, thanks for shouting me out, you know, that, that was really uh, cool. It's just like, you didn't even pay attention. You just like the fact that he said your name and not the fact that he's absolutely clowning on you. <laughs> fucking George H.W. Bush playing Born in the USA at a rally as right. <laughs> not reading the context as. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like, and, and then in general, like, I was thinking, you know, so when I heard Jay-Z's verse start, like, there was a general sense of, like, a, a slightly tinny quality to the sound, and <laughs> oh, I felt no. like, is he just on his 444 shit, like, for the rest of his career now, which is like, oh, it purposely oh, sounds yeah. kind of sun-bleached audio quality, you know what I'm saying? Um, well, I think that's a very, that's a very generous way of putting it. For me, it just sounds phoned in. <laughs> right, right, literally. I recorded this in my bedroom on my phone, and fucking sent it over we transfer to you <laughs> yeah you, you know you know i'm not you can't even say that because like phone quality is too good these days he has to specifically <laughs> be using the home phone like <laughs> oh, shit. that you know you still pay for the landline and just hadn't like <laughs> hadn't got on yet. the landline <laughs> oh shit oh man and then uh and so yeah by the time it gets to dmx's verse like the sound quality is feels like it set you up to be like okay with the fact that his sound quality doesn't sound as good. You know, like that's what it felt like they were doing. Like it's like, are you guys doing that like lo-fi messed up on purpose so that you're kind of more forgiving of how DMX's audio quality sounds? That's what it kind of felt like as I was listening to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it just didn't come together. Like it felt more like the aesthetic for its own sake as opposed to like that fitting something. You know? Like oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. At first, like the horns were cool, but the fact that it like it didn't feel like it built built on anything and it felt like oh you're just going for the lo-fi cheap sound on purpose you know i didn't even really pick up on that for him because i was too busy just face palming so hard at the fucking lyrics but i'm sorry lil wayne takes the fucking cake <laughs> oh my lord for dog shit lyrics 
Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? I stretch your jaw out. Who next to call out? Who left to call out? You catch the fallout. You take the ball out. I get, I get the ball, the ball out. out. None uh. of you dogs can say I left my dogs out. I never dog my fellow bloodhound. I left it all out. Y'all letting it all out. Go extra hard out. Y'all ask your dog about me. <laughs> oh Little Tucci, baddest dog in the doghouse. We Keep get your it. bad bitch. Walk around with my bone out. She oh. swallowed puppies. Wait. You know we got PETA on the phone now. Making a pussy rain, cats and dogs. Oh, oh. it's pouring down. Oh. Gave my dog a pound because he hit me with a couple pounds. Tell your big dog I break him down to puppy chow <laughs> I bow I left your I left your skull out I DM'd oh. DMX said they'd never X'd your dog out oh, oh you were waiting for that one weren't you that was the uh, PS de resistance line uh, see the letters of his name and see there's a general idea that, 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 that DMX uses dogs you see so when I came to the verse I, you know I knew what I had to do <laughs> I knew the assignment did you <laughs> see this is to me quintessential y'all are fucking around having a good time y'all don't care but it doesn't translate and this is where I think a big issue I personally have. I'm not going to say it's a problem overall with the album because I'm just going to assume this is the album they wanted to make, okay? Tonally, I get it. It's a little toss-up between they wanted to make a DMX died, we got to make the album he would have wanted to make, we're going to fucking go all out, and if that's the case, you probably should have sat on it. A little longer yeah and maybe not have rushed it and on the other hand they want to make a touching tribute and that's huh. where you get songs right. like oh. letter to my son and the prayer track at the end which i also have issue with not the context of it right but it sounds so bad yeah it sounds like they legit took a recording of like you know you uh, dmx randomly popped up at a church and someone took a, their, some old lady took their phone out and recorded like, oh, is that? The, I have my kid like that. DMX. You know what I mean? That's, what That's it the thing. Like. If it was just phone audio, it wouldn't sound this bad. This, and I know this from someone who's done bad audio editing in mm -hmm. the past. They ran a noise cancellation filter. Oh, so they like tried to fix it. <laughs> Maybe there was like a hum in the room, like maybe there was like an air conditioner that, that was going on too loud. And you can do that, but if you if you raise the amount that it takes out, it gives it this weird underwater warbly effect to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it felt like. That's what they fucking did here. If so y'all just would have left the audio as it was, it probably would have sounded bad, but the point is the context and what he's saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Then just put it on there as is. If it's raw, it's raw, and I think that adds to it. But you fucked with it and ruined the audio. Yeah. It sounds so bad. And you got people in the background, you kind of hear them sometimes, you kind of don't, because they're kind of being canceled out. It's just a mess. First, I got to talk about money, money, money. Ooh, 
song that bitches 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 riches 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 yeah. just uh, nah look <laughs> the, the topic is what it is right i mean just seeing yeah. the title off off the rip you're like okay we know what this is gonna be but i heard the beat the beat kicks in and it's like this fucking oh. cool ass creepy organ sounds yes. exactly like a classic dmx song I'm like oh okay and it sounds like it's from like a sample too maybe like from some like old frank song so it's like oh it sounds like yeah. a respectable cool sort of sample going this on. was like, the first beat i actually took note of and was like ooh what the fuck are they doing here yeah oh what's going on but then fucking money bag yo comes in of all goddamn people just sounding so not on board with the energy of the song we're just like yeah got a lot of money that's what i did the beat's like he's like yeah it's time to do what i normally do and talk about cat like it's like oh come on like nope <laughs> it's like, did you not hear this beat? Like, Jesus Christ. Um, and I, I thought DMX definitely outshined Moneybags no on question. this track. Oh, my God. Like, just the fact that he started off, ain't no such thing as enough money, I want it all. Like, he might as well be just no. be fucking scrolling through his phone while he's rapping his first. <laughs> Like oh, oh was I done rapping yet? I'm sorry. I, I just started saying my uh, I just started saying my tax expenses. I'm like, sorry. Let me stop recording. Like for uh, God, like, he just sounded so not interested, especially for a beat that's so fucking dope. And then I found out later on, so for like, Swizz Beats is like I in general just don't like when Swizz Beats like will do like a hook for uh, 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 DMX. Like I think like there's only mm. like a few times where it's actually where I think I like get it on the floor for some reason. I really like to enjoy that. <laughs> get it on the floor. You can ride to this. And that was specifically when DMX is about on his way out. But for some reason I really like that hook. But yeah, mm. D- uh, Swiss Beats in general just doing these hooks. I think it was like a couple of years ago I made fun of him uh, uh, for doing some hook where he's like, uh, when you in the club, get your hands on the floor. When you in the club, get your hands Like he just feels like, like he just so wants to be that Diddy guy like so oh, bad. Yeah. But it's just like, no, no one's checking for Swizz. Oh, I gotta hear what Swizz be saying on the hook. Like, no, like he yeah. I, I honestly, I never equate or I never think of Swizz beats. Oh, what's he gotta say? Yeah, like you, you think of uh, Biggie Smalls, and like even if you're a northerner, you're like, oh, but P Diddy's on the track. Like you're actively thinking about that. No one's actively thinking about Swizz beats like rapping on DM. Like, no, you just don't think of that. No, but it was so like a thing where you know he's one of his bigger producers, so. Uh, he was kind of like, it feels like he was tasked to handle a lot of this and was resting on his lord for a lot of this. Like, legit, like, I looked at the interview and he legit just said, like, uh, yeah, so the beat was called Money, Money, Money. And so, you know, I like Money Bag Yo and his name has money in it. So I thought it'd be appropriate. It's like, seriously, that's the level of (laughs) compatibility you were trying to work on here? (laughs) It starts with the same word. I mean, it sounds like a match made in heaven to me. Like... Come on. And the thing that pissed me off even more to the highest point of passivity was that, like, originally Pop Smoke was supposed to be on the song. And as oh. soon as you hear that, you're just like, yeah, that totally would have worked. But the reason why it didn't happen was apparently there was some, like, uh, legal stuff where, like, the verse that he was going to use on here ended up being used in another song before oh. this could come out. So they're like, well, legally, then, like, we would have been having to pay the rights for the usage of it from being sampled yeah. from that song then. It's like, God damn it, that sucks. Because no, like, no matter what he would have said, it would have been ten times more enjoyable than Money yeah. Bag Yo's boring ass. It's like, oh, sure. and you would have at least wanted to fucking pop smoke at DMX. You know, old school East Coast best of versus like you know the new sound. That you know what I'm saying? That that's really being inspiring shit right now in New York. That fucking it's makes like, me oh. angry. The right. <laughs> the lost potential, waste. and this is what we get instead. Like that's. Oh, I, I oh, wonder. Man. 
I, I don't want to speculate too much because I don't know what the whole, like, production of this, like, I don't know the timeline, I guess. But I'm curious what decisions were made after DMX passed away and which ones uh, were, like, kind of set in stone. Yeah. Like, at which point was that, like, was the benchmark of quality? Because I'd, ima- I'd imagine... Oh, he passes away? This is going to be the first DMX album after he passed away? Fuck. We can't skip out. We got to pull out all the punches. Right. Because some some choices feel like, eh, you know, whatever. It's just another DMX album. We can have money bag. You know, we can have money bags on it. It's money whatever. bag, you know. <laughs> but if it was the, oh, fuck, this is going to be, you know, the, the the last one for a while, if there's any, like... You know, stuff we have, like, in the vault, you know. We gotta make this one count. Right. And then you get songs like this that just feel like that, like, that amount of thought and care wasn't really put into it. Um, then after that, we've got Hold Me Down. Which, okay, Mm. so this is the better version of what we would get later on this album with Bono. Would you not agree? Um, I, w- I okay, I would agree. Um, neither song I think is really a knock out of the park. <laughs> no, um, but, but um, at the very least, like Alicia Keys. Oh, okay, the- these two sound like people that would have done a song together. Maybe I just think both songs are such a clash. Like, especially "Hold Me Down." I actually did end up giving "Hold Me Down" a lower rating than "Skyscrapers," only mm. because I thought that like the. Alicia Keys' involvement could have been more. You're right. For what it is, it's just a sweet-sounding chorus next to (laughs) some very violent verses from the usual shit. (laughs) And like, I can appreciate the juxtaposition of that if it's if it's done with like a wink, you know, like we know what we're doing. But it felt like we got to add a touch of class to this track. And it's just Alicia Keys doing bare minimum, in my opinion. Mm. Like, if maybe you would have got the same effect if you just got a sample of someone singing. But you've got Alicia Keys there, and this is what she does. Like, she should be doing more. You know what it is? It felt to me like, again, like, you know, to have the comparison between the later on Bono track, right? Like, it felt like, at least this felt cohesive enough as a full song where it felt like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe this is a full track. You know, it's a lot more sophisticated sounding. He's got the cut-up synths and the deep piano boom. You know, it, it feels like this is like something that came together. Then, oh my god, it is right afterwards. Fucking skyscrapers. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even sound like that. It sounds like f- fucking Y-Clef Jean was trying to get his Y-Clef on. It was like, we're going to make some Grammy Award winning uh, hip-hop here today. So we're going to slow down the tempo and get some uh, famous singer from the late 70s, early 80s to add a touch of class to this hip-hop track. <laughs> it's just like, all right, like, no, who's fucking here for this shit? Let's get back to fucking Skyscrapers. <laughs> because, yeah, this... This fucking track, oh my god. The, the fucking, it so has that fucking, um, you ever heard that track, uh, a posthumous track that, like, Eminem got Elton John, uh, to do with, like, a posthumous Tupac song or something like that? And the funny thing about it is, it's like, Bono is, is like, the song itself is so trying to capture that to 2010s, it, it feels so dated, like, as soon as I said, like, yeah, what's that fucking song, uh, uh, 
you know, I've been reading books of old, the legends and the myths. Oh, you know, fucking, I, yeah, co- fucking Coldplay, something just like yeah, it's this. It's so trying to go for that, like, 2010 sound, which already feels dated now, like, super high club, like, beat, but, you know, because they want to make it really sound intense and inspirational, especially, like, at the second part where, like, Bono's trying to be a fucking hype man. He's like, put your hands up and touch the sky. Like, for this track, really, Bono? Put your hands up and touch the sky. Put your hands and and touch the skyscrapers. What the fuck is going on in this hook? I've seen coal turn to diamonds and blind man's visions become skyscrapers. What? What? What What does that mean? See, I will say, though, this amount of involvement... This is what I'd want from the Alicia Keys track. I get what you're saying. Like, <laughs> it, it feels a lot more directly integrated. I, I get what yeah. you're saying. But yeah, it's just like the way... Th- it's not good, it, though. Yeah, it just threw me off exactly with what he's saying. It's like, what began as a seed is no longer a dream. Let's become skyscrapers. What? I thought the bl- the blind man vision became skyscrapers. That didn't even make sense, but... But now we're becoming skyscraper. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Who's the skyscraper? Yeah. And, like, I think this was, uh, yeah, DMX's verse, where he was just rhyming the same shit, like, half the time. Like, whenever I went through something, it brought me closer to God. And I stayed in something, so now I'm closer to God. It's like, I, you gotta know that doesn't sound cool, right? Like... As you were writing that, like, come on, man. I tried not to, in my notes, shit on DMX when he's being super introspective right. and reflective on, like, who he is and the hard times and, you know, the, the fucking come up and the struggle. But, like, yeah, it doesn't not always... not that. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking payoff isn't always what you would want. Yeah, then you got Hood Blues. That was all right. Yeah, I was just like... It feels like all the people that you would expect on an album like this, like, didn't really show. Like, yeah, I want fucking Ghostface Killer. I want fucking uh, who, uh, who's the other boy, uh, Mister Wonderful, uh, White Ghostface Killer. Come on, you know. Uh, oh, Action Bronson. <laughs> Action Bronson. Like, yeah. at least that's New York, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what is going on? <sighs> Trade that for a goddamn Bono any fucking day for a DMX album? Are you kidding me? Are you joking me? I'm just wondering if they would have waited. Like, <laughs> what this could have been if you would have given given this, like, maybe another year? Like, no one was, like, banging down the fucking door asking for this, were they? No, absolutely not. People would have been willing to wait. Because I don't think anyone was was really... Well, I, I guess if they already recorded two tracks, m- maybe there was a sense of anticipation for it but i imagine since he had just died like that people would understand and be like oh yeah you know i'm not expecting the full thing right now you know right that people like you you could have got away with a year is what i'm saying people wouldn't have been like hey what the fuck you know yeah and i think it definitely would have been a better product than what we ended up getting here we could have at least gotten one or two Tracks that we have heard that could have sounded a little better than this. Oh my god, take control. No. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't need it. I definitely don't On need it. On all fours, red wine with a blue rose. Shit's cool. A pit bull with a red nose. Man, it's so hectic. 
I slip out and slip back in it to redirect it. I connect it from the hip to the dip. She says she want to fuck with a crip like nip, so I dip. Yep, I bark and I bail and and get back to the ocean like a shark or a whale. Don't tell. Shh. I'm sorry. What? What is the like second worst song on the album? Be and, behind fucking Lil Wayne. This is yeah. garbage. And what a waste of like, oh, hey, they're sampling like sexual healing. Oh, they're going to do a little something yeah. like that. But oh, man, it's like any, you know, and this kind of goes back with like any DMX song that's like, oh, here's the song for the ladies. But it's called oh. What These Bitches Want from it. Like, ah, like, uh, who's the song for? Do women want to hear these lyrics about how, uh, it, like, again, he seems like he doesn't even give a shit. Like, the song so is trying to be like the, this was for the ladies, but the lyrics are so, like, I, and I get it, like, oh, yeah, this is re- what real dudes would say, right? Like, but it's just like, but, I don't know, just talking to another person, you just wouldn't want to be as dismissive as you are with this person? Because if so, like, why do you want to fuck this person, right? Like, it's like, uh, look here, bitches come and bitches go. Got him flying in from L.A. to Y.O. Kind of surprised when you was knocking on the door, because I didn't even know you was gone. I'm like, huh, where'd the fuck you go? What was that? Do I miss you? Do you want me to? I mean, I'm going to say yes. It must be what you want me to do. I'm like, what? What the? <laughs> like, it just sounds like such a sleazy douchebag. And I'm like... Do you want me to think you're a sleazy douchebag? Is that the point of the song? Like, oh, I'm a douchebag and I don't really care. But the hook is all like, oh, baby, come grab hold. You know, love it, dummy. You love me. You know, you're thinking of me. You know, like all this sort of shit. Like, oh, I get that feeling. I need the sexual heat. I need some loving. Like, yeah, like, so, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and speaking of a waste, we know, like, sampling and interpolation. That's not cheap. Like, you had to have paid for the rights. Right. For the song to use it. And for this? On this track? Yeah, and then right after that, oh, really? A cute baby voice praying? Uh, no. God bless mommy and daddy. Oh, I get it. Oh, that's probably Exodus, your, your first son and, you know, the younger. Did you not hear the track that just happened? Like, what? That fucking Charlie Puth ass just making me want to listen to the original Marvin Gaye. Which is fucking, you got Snoop Dogg talking about barking and slipping it out and redirecting. And then we got a fucking... Put the dick on your back. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. But then, yeah, we get um, Exodus on Walking in the Rain. This one's cool. Like, uh, Nas has a verse on it, so, you know, it's okay. Uh, but then he has that part of the air where it's like, where it seems like he's just, like, slightly joking, slightly too much for what it feels like the song should be. Like, by bringing up, like, my life should be an Ava DuVernay flick. Denzel plays a younger Nas with some CGI. It's just like, <laughs> why'd you put that image in my head? I don't, like, I can't take it seriously if I'm thinking of the fucking Irishman. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Nas was definitely the star of that yeah. track. Yeah, um, and then Exodus, yeah, skit, I think that's where he, like, talks, the kid talks mm-hmm. again. And then Letter to My Son, which is, I feel, is one of the, like, the best track on here, while it does still feel kind of, like, disjointed and disconnected with certain points, because, like, there'll be parts where it just feels like the songs just have gone on for a while, and they'll be like, 
oh, oh, and then there's another verse. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? So yeah. that, that was kind of weird, but it at least like, it at least had that personal touch to it where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, this isn't a perfect sounding song, but you know, the point, like the, the point is for it to sound so personal, right? Because like, you know, at the end, he like legit like puts his number on there. Like it sounds like he's legit talking to his son, like, hey, please contact me. You know, we should, you know, work, try to work things out, you know? And then like at the end, you know, you hear, I, I think it's Usher, but also someone else, you know, has lyrics about like, you know, father, I should have been there when, you know, you needed me. I should have been there when the devil mm-hmm. had a hold of your soul, you know? So that kind of gets you like on an emotional level. Right. And, and there's like a little viola solo, uh, viola solo in there that, yeah. you know, that kind of caught me off guard, you know? So I was like, huh, you know, this, it, I, I get the effort that's being put into the song. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, um, I, I hate to sound heartless about this, but I <laughs> know I'm going you. to. You, 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 that, people are like, going to treat you like uh, they treated me when I was dissing that uh, Eminem song, Mockingbird. Mockingbird. It's like, oh, oh, no, it's emotional. That means it's supposed to be good. You're supposed to like it. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's not a bad song. It's just that if this wasn't on this album and the context was different. Right after like, the song, I went, oh, I'm fucking all these bitches. <laughs> Like, like the context is what makes it, and the fact that DMX did pass away right before this came out does add the context that makes this song that much more impactful. Right, right, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. If all these things weren't in place, I guess we'd still have... I don't know the story of DMX and, and his son. I don't know what their relationship is like. I don't know what he's trying to... Uh, what kind of knowledge he's trying to instill, what his son's, like, into, like, what he's dealing with. I don't know those bits, and, again, that would probably help. But, again, since I don't, it's just kind of, like, it's a, it could be about whatever. Yeah, and the average person's not going to know that, right? So, like, you I'm know. just saying, like, as a song, yeah. devoid of everything around it, it's, it, it's okay, you know? But... Because of where it is on the album, and because it is this album, it definitely is like, whoa, okay. Got it has you. a bit of heft to it by nature of, yeah, 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 the circumstance. But, yeah, if this was like DMX was alive, and this was a part of the album, it would be like, okay, it's nice that you're trying to reconnect with your son, but, you know. Um, I ended up getting a two and a half. Yeah, two and a half, exact same. Mm. Um, where it's like... There's one or two tracks that are kind of cool, but like so much of this just feels like it should have gone back to the drawing board. Well, that about covers it, and that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Going Off. I need to, on a personal note, I need to let the fine folks know, and I probably should have said this at the top, but we were too busy talking about System of a Downer and Weird Al, so you can see how we got distracted. It could happen to anybody. But (laughs) I've launched a fan house page... Oh, yeah, I saw that. I'm spamming the fuck out of Twitter. R.I.P. my Twitter feed. But <laughs> what's going on there is it works essentially like Patreon, but it its functionality and layout is like OnlyFans in that you've got a you've got a wall of content and it gets posted and updated to, and you subscribe for the fee initially. And then you just see that feed pop up and stuff just showing up there. It's basically like a private timeline that you you can see once you're subscribed to the page. So plan is, as for right now, we're going to be posting new episodes that usually go live on Friday on either uh, Monday and Tuesday, um, ideally. 
try to get them up a little early for folks. Um, people who are donating $5 to our Patreon, who are now subscribed for $5 to our fan house, get their name in the, uh, well, I mean, anybody that, anybody that subscribes, I'm just saying it works the same way, gets their name in the credits of upcoming episodes. Um, we've got a huge backlog of a lot of, uh, behind the scenes clips of really old videos, like raw files that get edited down for the videos and some behind the scenes footage of new episodes we're working on that I'm going to be uploading to there. Just some random, uh, odds and ends that I've had lying around on hard drives and whatnot. It's essentially, if you're, I think people who have been following for the longest would really appreciate it because I've been on YouTube since 2008, so a lot of this stuff does kind of go back a ways, but I think things like the early access of new videos and behind the scenes stuff and videos I just happen to like take on my phone throughout the week, um, that it's like, eh, do, do, do I want to post this on Twitter or Instagram? I don't know, but... I think people would appreciate it if they're subscribed to the thing and they see it pop up on their uh, on the notifications. Like, oh, Muse post something new. You see it on there. That is uh, fanhouse, uh, F-A-N-H-O-U-S-E dot app slash riffcoms. And like the URL would, su- would suggest, there is an app you can download um, that just works like, you know, scroll through, look at the feed. When new videos pop up, you can watch them on the app. You can watch them on your browser. Whatever works for you. So I'm not making any promises of how often I'll post on there, but I am trying to make it pretty consistent, uh, pretty regular, at least a couple times um, throughout the week, preferably closer to daily. But like I said, I'm not trying to set that expectation so early, especially since I've only been on there for a week. Um, yeah, the problem with daily on the internet is that, like, oh, 24 hours goes by so fast, but I gotta post another thing. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, shit, I gotta film something. Yeah, especially because, like, there's some things that I do want. Like, I'm doing uh, uh, profiles on CDs of my CD collection. Like, I'll just, like, pick one out and talk about it for a minute or two. Because I've got, like, 800 CDs. So, there's a lot there. So, I think, you know, if you want to see me just, like, pick one out and talk about it for a minute at complete random... I think that's like, that's one of the original things I'm doing for the page. Um, Go for the Alvin and the Chipmunks uh, album first. I want to. Oh shit! <laughs> I, I gotta know your free form thoughts on that one. Man, I don't have a record player though. It's purely there for decoration. Look at you, fake fan. Oh man, <laughs> d- called you. Don't tell Dave Seville. He'll never let me live it down. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, on my end, uh, I'm actually taking the next month off. From a rap critic and doing review anew, mm. just because I, I, you know, uh, everyone should have their, their their little bit of summer where you know they're not expected to work right. And I feel oh, like, yeah. man, I feel like I've just been going like hopping from next thing to the next thing to the next thing. Yeah, I'm like, let me just not do something for a while. Uh, we'll still be doing uh, going off podcast, and I'm still gonna be doing streams. Actually, I'm gonna be doing Twitch streams because that's way more low effort. <laughs> but you know, it's also a lot of fun where I can like, you know, I set up a. You know, my music, uh, set up the music that I want to listen to. You know what I'm saying? And we have a good time with the fans and shit. So mm. that's a, always just a really fun thing to do. So I want to do more of that uh, in place of working on, like, you know, editing and doing Rap Critic for, for the next month. And reviewing new, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah uh, but but definitely still check it out because, you know, uh, the, the Discord's still open. Uh, <laughs> where you can, uh, you know, talk with fans. And, of course, uh, help promote the show as well as... 
uh, I mean, you know, h- help help your boy keep eating, uh, as well mm-hmm. as uh, uh, you know, be there to vote for when when I do put up the next like voting thing because you know I'll do that too and be like, hey, what what uh, episode, do you, what song would you like to me to review? I did such a great job of being so precise <laughs> and telling people exactly what I was trying to say about the. <laughs> Join the goddamn Patreon and you can vote on episodes. I could have just said that. And I was like, but the way that it happens is that when you get on the website, there's a thing that at the point where you break down the mechanics. (laughs) They're just Just not going to understand unless they see the inner workings, you see. Yeah. You need to take well, yeah, the casing off so they can see the gears turning. <laughs> oh, right. Like those uh, early 2000s technology where they're oh. like, oh, my God, look at this computer. It's 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 colored purple, and you can see the insides of it. Oh, my God. It's you can so see cool. all the technology. Oh. Yeah. I got, this means nothing to you, but doesn't it look cool? I got a phone, and when it rings, these colored lights blink. Oh, that's sick. I'm making fun of it so now, cool. but right. I, I wanted all that fucking shit. Dude, I wanted I, the see-through I, phone. I wanted the see-through computer. I wanted I, the see-through I, game uh, Game Boy. All that I'm shit. Not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I still kind of want it now. It's sick. <laughs> it's a really cool <laughs> aesthetic. <laughs> and and what's it hurting? Like there's a casing over it, so you're not actually like breaking anything. It's just cool to see what it looks like, you know. <laughs> Let me see it, cowards. Point. I want to see yeah. the inner workings. <laughs> Stop hiding. Stop trying to make it look clean. You know, give me the gritty technology. What's in there that I'm not supposed to know? Yeah. What do you not want us to see? No, if if they if they uh you know if they fuck up and you know uh, uh, show us the inner workings one day they're gonna fuck up and do it on the wrong product and it's gonna be like uh there's gonna be some sort of chip in there that's supposed to be like you know mind controlling like in the fucking Josie and the Pussycats movie you know, with those <laughs> okay. headphones you know but they're gonna accidentally be like giving them out you know with with the cover so that you can see underneath it and like oh no they weren't supposed to see the evil chip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we've got um, all of our other links in the description for our link trees to our Twitters, our YouTubes, our Patreons, Kofi's. Uh, the Fan House link is in there. RC's Twitch link, I assume, is in there. I don't want to speak for you. I assume it is. But we got <laughs> all that too. shit. Uh, so, so you know where to go, and you're never going to miss a bit of our content. Uh, but until next time for Going Off, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And... Look, fuck you, fuck the plane you flew in on, fuck them shoes, fuck them socks with the belt on it, fuck your full accent, fuck them cheap ass cigars, fuck your yuck mouth teeth, fuck your hairpiece, fuck your chocolate, fuck Guy Ritchie, fuck Prince William, fuck the Queen. This is America. My president is black and my Lambo is blue, nigga. Now get the fuck out my hotel room and if I see you in the street, I'm slapping the shit out you.